Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Waifus and Weeaboos podcast, where it has been a da- like damn near a month since we busted out a new episode of the podcast, and that's all me. Honestly, I just wasn't, uh, I just wasn't keeping up my hobbies. I was on vacation. I was at weddings. Uh, it's been a, it's been a crazy past uh, thirty days. Um, but I'm back. I'm going to try to bust out more uh, regularly, regularly scheduled content. And hopefully I can uh, bring you folks the uh, the joy and entertaining entertainment you get from listening to me talking about some of my uh, favorite uh, currently airing anime. And I, 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 I want to bring back some shows that I currently own and shows that I've seen. And like, like when I first started, I had this, sh- that, uh, our shtick was, um, <clears throat> our shtick was, uh, you know, shows you could, you know, own, just watch for once and then just, you can erase it of your mind or just not even watch at all. And I kind of want to bring that back. Um, I did like manga reviews. I kind of want to bring that back as well. So, uh, I got a lot of them docket, but, uh, my name is Nick, as you all should know by now. And we are live, always live right now on twitch.tv slash source and one. Where tonight, and I'm looking at my head, my, oh boy, my shit is dusty, my, uh, my headset. But, uh, tonight, we're doing our regularly scheduled episode of the top openings and endings from the summer 2022 season. Of course, it is all, uh, opinionated on my part, and I know I've already, uh, got some feedback of people who are just like, well, you better have this as one of your top five openings and endings, you better have this as one of your top five opening and endings. Um, and I can assure you, some of these opening and endings will take you by surprise because I don't think many people are aware that they exist. Um, so that could be a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of a, uh, you know, a little bit of a tease or a little bit of a foreshadow going forward. Um, but uh, with these opening and endings, I'm going, you, you know, if you're watching on Twitch, you get the benefit of watching the opening uh, or ending. And if you are listening to any of the um, any of the platforms we're on, uh, just make sure you hit that subscribe button. I appreciate it. And I'm going to try to uh, vividly discuss what I'm seeing, what's going on in the opening and ending. And hopefully it'll give you a little bit of, um, you know, reprieve or like. Uh, intrigue to go watch this opening and then eventually, you know, watch the anime as well. This is what I'm here to do. I'm here to, you know, uh, hopefully expand on the anime community and get more people liking what I enjoy. And then we could talk about shit and then, hey, maybe we can have you on the show one day. I'm always up for anything. Uh, join the Twitch, exclamation mark Discord in the Twitch, then you could join my Discord and we could talk there as well. I'm more than welcome to have, um, Anybody on the show at all. So, with that, we always start with the endings because usually the endings are not as, you know, much of, much, not as boppers as the openings are. But I got to admit, this, um, the summer season did come hard with a couple of really good endings. And I had a guy on, uh, Twitter who I can't remember his name right now. And I apologize if you are watching this. He had said, well, you better have Harem uh, Lab in another world or Harem Labyrinth, whatever, in another world uh, on your list. And I felt 
bad because I literally wrote, I, I, I write everything down in my notebook and I had it at six. I had it on my list and I was like, do I put it on here? Like, are these five songs better than Harem Labs uh, ending? And for me, these five songs that I'm about to have, um, have y'all listened to and watch were better than Harem Labs ending. Harem Labs ending is great. I love Harem Labs ending. Uh, it is very fun and enjoyable, but these five, I just thought were better than Harem Labs. So with that, coming in at number five of my favorite uh, ending of the season. Let me see if it's up. I think it should be. Uh, coming in at number five is this bop. It's coming. Ladies and gentlemen, is coming in at number five is Leakerous Recoil. I really enjoyed the Leakerous Recoil uh, ending a lot because it showcases these two girls. And we're going to hear it playing again for some reason because I went back. <clears throat> I hit the back button on YouTube. But um, I really like this ending a lot because it showcases our two main characters, Chisato and uh, Takina, who are two... Um, basically soldiers uh for this like secret ministry the storyline like overall for leakers recall like seems sort of generic like you have these like girls who are soldiers like fighting like crimes and shit um and seems kind of generic but like it just hits on multiple parts and then you have these two characters who their development throughout the series so far has been fucking phenomenal and even chisato like chisato is such a good character and just her you know, um, her thoughts about life and her her views on, you know, how she should handle her enemies. It's very interesting and actually very, um, very awesome. Actually, two two very likable characters. But throughout the throughout the ending, you see them, you know, kind of put their daily job of going out and fighting bad guys, and they're dressed up in yukatas, and they're going out shopping, and they're just trying to be like regular you know, high school girls or young adults, I guess you could say still really not determined like what their age range is. I think they're like late high school girls. I'm not hundred percent sure. 
But, uh, you get a good introduction of, like, the characters as well. Mika and some of the others that, uh, are in the cafe that he owns. But the cafe is really a secret base for the Leakerists, mainly Takina and Chisato. But, uh, I really like the ending where it's like, dee -dee, dee -dee, dee -dee. I like that part a lot. I thought the music was really good. Song's really good. Um, I thought the uh, ending art and animation was very good as well. And that is why it's coming in at number five on my list. Coming in at number four is a, sh a song that I really like because I really enjoy the artist. I don't think that I, 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 I usually dive deep into endings and try to find the meaning behind certain things and try to find out like, okay, this means that, that means this, this means this. Um, but there's something about this ending that I have not figured out yet. And the anime has not been helping me along the way with it so far. Um, but I find it intriguing. The artist who did the ending uh, also did another one of my favorite. And uh, also actually did one of my favorite openings uh, in the past recent years. And that'll be coming in at number five, which is this ending. Coming in at number four is the Vermeil in gold ending. It's a very simple ending with Vermeil both in her adult, well, a little, little bit of, you know, backstory. Uh, so Vermeil is a, the story behind Vermeil in gold is Vermeil is a demon that was uh, summoned as a familiar by her master, Alto. Um, but Alto is like your typical, you know, loser, like loser type, uh, main character who um, his only thing going for him is that he's got a strong mana or mana presence um, and with this presence he's able to summon a fucking demon in Vermeil to service his familiar um, well in this ending we have Vermeil in both of her child child form and, and adult form you know running through these flowers and being um confined what is looks to be some type of 
realm or what is after seeing the ending again i kind of understood what it's about and i kind of regret putting it at number three but i'm sure after i watch the third opening again i i won't regret it um but the ending does make a lot of sense in regards to vermeil being trapped inside the book that she was trapped in which you basically find that out in the first episode um and how alto released her from what was just a bunch of darkness and sadness that she dealt with her her most recent life uh, for now but uh if you recognize the artist you would know it's from the goblin slayer opening and that's millie and the goblin slayer opening is just it's just so fucking good and millie is is just a fantastic artist um i really like this song it was the the again the ending art and animation was very simple it was very easy but the song just synced up like damn near perfectly with it and um i'll say this about vermeil and gold i love vermeil i think she's one of the she's arguably one of the best five female characters of this season this season is stacked for female characters fucking stacked for female characters and vermeil is in the top five uh it's gonna be interesting to see where she finishes but there are some flaws with this anime mainly uh i think her name is like Ilya or whatever but like she's the pink haired girl fucking fucking annoying she's fucking awful but that doesn't take away from my uh, interest in the anime i just finished episode six before i started this podcast and let me tell you episode six was fucking fire all right it kind of saved the anime um i think for most people i've been enjoying the show because i just love vermeil i think she's a fantastic main character um but things are starting to like come together and like the story like it's got good development it's got really good development um and by the way, you can watch Licorice Recall on Crunchyroll right now. And Vermeil and Gold is streaming on High Dive. So if you want to check those two shows out, go on Crunchyroll and go on High Dive. Coming in at number three. It's just an ending that I just find to be so much fun. Even though the anime kind of fucking sucks.
guys get a little bit of the Naruto theme right there. Like how, like how is that? Like, how, how can you not win on that? But, uh, <clears throat> coming in at number three is, uh, my Isekai life. And the show is fucking terrible. It, it, it is a bad show. I, 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 I do not recommend watching it at all. Um, it's it's bad. It's not awful, but it's a bad show, and then I I just can't recommend it. But this ending is so good and so funny, dude. Like, and and it's just about it's just a bunch. Uh, so we have this dude Yuji who is a tamer, who is Isekai in this world as a tamer, and he can control animals. So of course, or beast. So of course he can can, can control the most generic of beasts and any Isekai, that being slimes. So he tames like basically a billion fucking slimes, but like these slimes, like you have the six main slimes, like eyebrows and mustache, and like these slimes look fucking ridiculous and it's fucking hilarious. But um, the ending is just the slimes singing about what the show is about, and I just find it to be just pure entertainment, pure hilarity, and just pure awesomeness. And then there's like. Then there's like this part where this sick ass guitar, like this, like it, it goes from like being a, like a bop to like a fucking like headbanger heavy metal part. Here, I'll bring it up again. Like right there, where it's like, and then it's like, like crazy, crazy fucking like guitar and like drum solo right there. Just very, very well done. And like, there's, and like the end, it's just a very good and entertaining ending. And I and the song fucking goes hard. Like you can't deny the fact that this song does not go hard. Um, and they like cheat like Yuji's the main character. And like and you can hear at the end um, that they cheer Yuji at the end. They're like Yuji, Yuji. Um, and that part like gets me a little excited because it's fun. It's fun to like dance and like headbang to it. So um, definitely a surprise. I think for most people that my Isekai life is actually getting on my top endings of the season. Um, but I think we're even going to get more of a surprise right now. I had mentioned before that, um, you know, some of these openings and endings are going to be surprises because a lot of people have not heard of these shows. And that's where number two comes into the mix. Coming in at number two is this one.
I still don't know what they censored out right there, but you cannot deny the fact that Shine On, Bakumatsu Boy's ending goes fucking hard. The song goes fucking hard. You cannot deny it. That is such a good fucking song, number one. Number two, I love this fucking ending. Like, it is straight up a mix of modern day Kyoto and I want to say Edo period uh kyoto where they go back and forth between like the fucking shinto like not the shinto shrines but like like the old like structures and shit um but they look modernized but then you got the modern you know buildings and you know you got kyoto tower in the opening um very good transitioning from modern day kyoto to i want to say edo period kyoto because i believe uh shino and bakumetsu voice takes place during the edo period but um I'm going to say this. I would definitely recommend Shine On Bakumetsu Boys. It is a unique anime in the sense of how it's animated. I think it's got a lot of... um, What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I th- I guess unique. It's a uniquely like animated show. The story is kind of generic where you have these this group of... I think it's seven characters who inherit these swords. Um because the previous owners were killed. So you have our main character. You have one of our main characters who leads this group. I kind of, I forget what the group's called right now, but you have this dude who leads this group. And, uh, basically he collects these seven, um, boys. Spoiler alert. If you're watching on Twitch, um, he collects these seven boys who are death row inmates who go against the emperor. Well, this dude wants to use them to overthrow the emperor because the emperor is, is a real piece of shit um so he wants to i i think actually or they either want to help the emperor or like help change the empire i don't know some along those lines but it's a very good story um the art animation slap in the show and even with this ending again like there's like this neon there's a lot of like neon lights going on and like they um the neon lights are uh like um like the characters like heads and like bodies come up in the neon lights super fucking cool super fucking awesome um and there's a curse word in this ending and i don't know what it is because the lyrics are not on any website so that is like my main like thing that i have to find like what these lyrics are and what they had cursed out so that's my goal but shine on bakumetsu voice super fucking awesome ending super fun uh super enjoyable but coming into number one, if anybody knows me, they know that I've been praising this ending the enti- this, this, these past six weeks. Um, it arguably could win ending of the year in my book. Coming into number one is this. Yo, 
is my number one ending of the season and that is from call of the night listen if you have not watched call of the night yet you are fucking missing out because number one this ending like it's hard it's hard for creepy nuts to miss it really is fucking hard for creepy nuts to hit but this ending is just so fucking good like it starts i will admit i will admit it does start off a little slow all right, it does start off a little slow because it's just our main character, uh, Nazuna, who's just like kind of standing there and she's coming in the color. But there's sort of a reason behind why that's happening. Um, but I don't want to give too much away. So we transition from that to her like crawling towards this like chair, um, to her like being in this like towering over this model city, but really. That's just her in control of the city that she lives in because, spoiler alert, she's a vampire uh, and she only goes out at night. But there's like these like weird transitions where she's kind of like twerking and like fucking dropping down low and eating a lemon. And there's like a lot of sexual innuendos in this opening um, or this ending. I'm sorry, but the lemon definitely symbolizes like the first kiss sort of thing. And that's kind of what this show is about. I don't want to get too into it right now. <clears throat> but um, there's a lot of lemons and there's a lot of like sexual, I guess, innuendos throughout this ending because she does make a lot of sexual, you know, references throughout the show. Um, that's just like the type of character she is. But this ending just goes fucking hard. It is fucking beautiful. It's colorful. And um, it's just really fantastic. If you haven't seen... Um, oh, and side note, by the way, going back to Shinon Bakamatsu Boys, Shinon Bakamatsu Boys is on High Dive, or not High Dive, uh, Crunchyroll.com, and uh, Call of the Night is on High Dive. So Call of the Night will be on High Dive, so definitely check out those two shows going forward. I definitely recommend them. Don't check out My Isekai Life. I mean, I mean you can <clears throat> if you have some interest, um, but I wouldn't waste my time with My Isekai Life this season, in all honesty. Um, so that is my top five endings of the season. Number five, Leakers Recoil. Number four, Vermilion Gold. Number three, My Isekai Life. Number two, Shine On Bakumetsu Boys. And number one, Call of the Night. <clears throat> now, we're going to get into the openings. But I do have to say, um, I'm going to give my honorable mentions. Um, honorable mention coming in at number eight. Is My Isekai Life, surprisingly. Uh, I really like the opening of My Isekai Life. The song is very good. And the art and animation was actually pretty decent as well. Um, it's just a shame they didn't put that art and animation into the fucking show. Because the show could have been better. 
Um, coming in at number seven is Harem Harem Labyrinth. I thought the Harem Labyrinth uh, opening was very good as well. Seven and se hey, seven for the opening and six for the ending. Like that's kind of hard to miss for me, in all honesty. And my sixth favorite opening of the season actually was Engage Kiss. I liked Engage Kiss openings a lot. I thought the song was very, very well done. Um, I don't think it syncs up with the show in general, um, but it's a very fun opening. I love, um, I, I, I loved the uh, opening for Engage Kiss. I really, really do. A little bit of an underrated anime. I think it's starting to come together now. Um, but Engage Kiss, I would definitely check out uh, Engage Kiss. Harem Lab as well. Both can be found on Crunchyroll, but my recommendation for Howard Labyrinth would be to watch the ATX version, um, because the censorship in Crunchyroll is just fucking god-awful. Um, it is heavily censored. Heavily. And for reasons. For reasons. So now we're on the openings of the summer 2022 season, coming in at number five. We've talked about this anime already today. And the opening is here as well. JK. Well, if you're on Twitch, you got a peek of what's another one's coming. So coming in at number five is this one. And that's coming in at number five is, you can tell maybe by the lyrics a little bit, but that is Shine On Bakumetsu Boys coming in at number five for my top five uh, summer openings of the season. Uh, the oh, I, I just thoroughly enjoyed the song uh, for Bakumetsu Boys. I thought it was really good, but I really thought that it set up uh, a good introduction of some of these characters. Um, you got character red, character blue, character pink, character, you know, yellow, character orange. So I guess it's like a kind of historical Sentai sort of thing. Uh, I guess you could put it that way, where each character represents like a specific color. And that's where, when I was talking about the colors in the ending, um, they use those colors in the ending. And that what's, that's, that is what makes the ending a little bit more special and a little bit more interesting as well. But uh, it's definitely a high-paced opening. Um, there's some secrets in there. 
that when you watch the show, you go, oh shit, that makes a lot of sense now. Um, so not a lot of hitting meanings in the opening, but it's definitely a good opening for someone, honestly, who's new to anime to watch it and be like, oh shit, like this looks pretty interesting. Let me give it a, sh let me give it a check. I'm telling you, check out, I would definitely check out, uh, Shino and Bakumetsu Boys. It is a good show. I, I I'm thoroughly enjoying it. I think it has like a seven right now on my anime list. Uh, it's a good, like historical sort of like, um, I, I, I guess it's not really a shonen anime. Uh, like, I guess Orient is in the same, isn't like Orient is in the same category as it right now. Like, I don't know. It's just interesting. It's fun. Um, some of the swords have been changed in the other weapons. Like in the opening, you see the one dude, like his sword is now like a fucking gun. Um, so it's interesting. It's definitely a good anime, and I definitely recommend checking it out. It is on Crunchyroll right now. You can check it out on Crunchyroll. Coming into number four. Again, I told you, I'm going to be having a lot of surprises this season and a lot of shows that a lot of people have probably not even heard of. And that's okay. Because I'm going to tell you whether or not you should watch these shows or not. Because coming into number four is a show... That, honestly, if you haven't started it already, you should not waste your time with it. But the fact that the opening is so good, you might change your mind. So coming in at number four is this one. Of transitions going on in that opening very good song i kind of like when it um pops off and she like gets that high-pitched voice um but that is coming in at number four is black summoner uh black summoner another isekai anime that not a lot of people uh kept on after watching the first or second episode but the opening does a very fucking good job of introducing a lot of the main characters in this show. Yeah, I guess it's kind of spoiler-ish. Um, but it's seeing how our main character is handling the situation that he's in and how he's going to obtain um, these people to join his 
uh, his party eventually. The, the guy, it's typical Isekai. It's a typical Isekai where the dude gets reincarnated in this other world. He's kind of fucking OP. Um, but there's just something about it. I think it's the characters that he's with that just makes the show a little bit better than um, my Isekai life. It's tough because the slime in Black Summoner is very cool too. I will say the slime in Black Summoner is cool, but the slime designs in my Isekai life are just way better. Like fucking broccoli looking things and big mustache looking things. Um, but yeah, the transitions in this one, it's it's very black and white, but like their eyes are colored, their eyes are detailed. That's like one of the things that stood out to me for this opening. Um, very unique and intriguing opening song kind of goes hard a little bit um and again it's 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 another one of those openings where if you watch it if you're like okay like i have some intrigue maybe i'll give it three episodes and see if it could take me on a ride um i i i i like the show i'm not enjoying the show i like the show i don't know where you'd put that you know where you would rank shit um but i guess i'm enjoying it enough to that i'm keep watching it week to week does that make sense like it's like a six six eight right now if i had to give it a score out of ten like it's okay like it's okay it's fine uh but it's nothing like worth get it's it, there's nothing worth like going out and watching it right now uh the best isekai probably of the season is harem labyrinth of i i, I had to say um harem labyrinth is probably the best isekai of this season right now um, and that's mainly because Roxanne is just fucking, again, one of the top five female characters of the season. So, um, so Black Summoner coming in at number four, coming in at number three, um, this is where I started to question some of my decisions. Um... Do I put this at three? Do I put this at two? It was just so hard because I have a special place in my heart for number two, but I have a special place in my heart for number three because number three is such a unique fucking opening. It reminded me a lot of um, fucking... Uh, actually, I'm just going to go right into it. It reminded me a lot of a little show called High Score Girl. Sorry, let me restart it.
No, and I know a lot of people are going to rip into me because they're going to be like, yo, what about Isekai OG-san? What about Isekai OG-san? That's the best Isekai anime of the season. It's not an Isekai. It's, it's just, it's just not. It takes playing, it takes place in modern day Japan. It doesn't take place in another world. OG-san was Isekai'd, yes. Spoiler alert, number, by the way, number three is Isekai OG-san. Um, this opening is just so fucking good. It's just so fucking good. And what made it even better? Thanks to my boy, uh, Fire Rifle over at the, uh, what do you say, Anime Guys Discord. Uh, shout out to boys over there as well, if you're watching. Uh, there is a, there is a, uh, video on YouTube. I tried to find it for this one, but I could not find it. I forget where it was at, but there's a video on YouTube that shows this opening and it is side to side with, I, I believe a majority of the Sega Saturn games that this opening is based off of. So in the beginning, you got, uh, Oji-san like walking, like fighting this fucking demon. And it's based off of this game. Later on in the opening, you have him dancing and it's based off of this game. And it's synced up to, um, it's synced up to each other. It's like, all right, this part is based off of this. And this part is based off of this. Now there are, there are some parts that are blacked out because they're anime original parts, which I, which I find to be fucking awesome. I think that's fantastic, but you can definitely find, um, the comparison video somewhere on YouTube. Uh, just look up Isekai Oji-san like comparison video and i'm sure you can find it but this opening is so good this anime is so fucking good it's so unique like the art and animation again very unique show you can find it on netflix i believe right now i believe it's currently airing on netflix right now and this show is just so fucking good they had to go on hiatus for a little bit because i think either the director got covid or somebody got covid i forget somebody got covid um but I highly, highly recommend Isekai OG-san. Like, it's this dude who gets Isekai'd 17 years ago, and he gets woken up. Uh, he eventually wakes up, um, and his nephew's there to greet him because, like, none of his other family, like, wants anything to do with him. So his nephew takes him in because, like, who else is going to take care of this guy? And he's just so... He's just so, like, intrigued. He's just so, like... I don't give a fuck about modern day shit. I want my old, like, I want my old stuff back. I want flip phones back. I want to play my Sega Saturn. Like, I don't care about this new age technology. But the cool thing is that he brought his powers that he got from the other world to this world. Um, and basically the show is just him and his nephew chilling in his house and his nephew, like, asking him questions about his time in, like, the other world. Very fun anime. Very fucking <clears throat> hilarious anime um and i highly highly recommend checking it out it is arguably one of the best anime of the season top five anime of the season arguably top five anime of the season maybe even the best anime of the season maybe gotta see how it ends but it's a contender for best anime of the season and now i'm probably gonna get flack for my number two anime on the list my number two opening of the song on the list but it's another one that I just find to be so like, like it tugs at the heartstrings, mainly because the anime tugs at the heartstrings. And I just fucking love it, dude. The song is very good too. Like the beginning, just like, oh, just so good. Coming in at number two is this one. Kore 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 k
So I know that there is, um, I know that there was some, um, so let me restart. Coming in at number two is the Yakuza's Guide to Babysitting. There we go. Yakuza's Guide to Babysitting coming in at number two. And I know in comparison, if you're going to like put these straight up against each other, like this one and Isekai Oji-san, I think a lot of people would put Isekai Oji-san's opening first or, or above it. But I think once you dive deep into yakuza's guide to babysitting like the actual show you can understand and appreciate this opening a lot more it does a tremendous job introducing the characters uh it introduces like the um like the problems that some of these characters are going through um and how they actually grow and develop from these certain situations but the Yakuza's Guide to Babysitting, we have our main character, Kirishima, who, if you're watching on uh, Twitch, he's the blue-haired guy, who is basically known as, like, the demon of whatever fucking Yakuza he's a part of. Um, his boss orders him to do shit, like, typical Yakuza shit, and he just goes fucking hog-wild. He doesn't care, you know, how bad somebody gets hurt, how bad, you know, things get. Like, he always comes out on top. So eventually something really bad happens and he gets tasked with babysitting the yakuza's boss yaika and yaika literally wants nothing to do with him because you know she's like a five-year-old child and what's a five-year-old child want to do like hanging out with a you know a grown-ass man who's known as the fucking demon of the yakuza but their relationship turns into like something like super fucking adorable super fucking pure and the and, and that that basically goes into like the appreciation of the song or the appreciation of the opening i really like the song a lot and i just really like how bright and colorful and beautifully animated um the opening is um but kirishima is arguably one of the I might say he's the best male character of the summer 2022 season. <clears throat> might. I might say that. I might say that. I'm not 100% sure yet. Gotta do more. Gotta wait till the show ends. But Kirishima is fucking awesome. I'm telling you. Watch the show. You can watch it on Crunchyroll right now. 
uh, Yakuza's Guide to Babysitting. It is so fucking wholesome. It does get a little, it does get a little hairy at parts, but like the hairiness is like fun parts. You know what I mean? Like it's not like, like you don't have to worry about like the little kid like getting kidnapped or some shit like that. Like it's just fun, stupid comedy with like a lot of wholesome moments in it as well. So definitely recommend checking out uh, Yakuza's Guide to Babysitting. <clears throat> Coming in at number one. I'm a big fan of looking into the deep, like really digging in the openings, really digging in and seeing specific shit and noticing specific shit and saying, God damn, that's cool. Whoever directed this opening or ending did a really fucking good job in doing that. Really, really fantastic, et cetera, et cetera. And this opening it didn't fucking miss. It didn't fucking miss. Um, easily the best opening of the season. I think a lot of other people will, will would share my opinion on that fact. Or my, I, I think a lot of people will, would share an agreement on my opinion of this. Because opinions are not facts, as we all know. Uh, but coming in at number one. Much of the surprise of probably fucking nobody is the call of the night uh, opening. And I didn't want to go too deep into when I was talking about the call of the night ending because I want to go more into the call of the night opening and talking about what the show is about. So we have our main character, Ko, who, um, you know, stopped going to school. Typical main character problems, you know, stopped going to school, developed insomnia and just could not fucking sleep um and so he spends his time just out in the nightlife where he eventually meets uh nazuna again and um she basically shows him how good of a time the nightlife is um 
and eventually she tricks him into bringing him like she tricks him back into coming to her place where as most vampires do they she takes a bite out of him and he's just like okay so really the main purpose of the story is that ko just doesn't want to go back to his regular life and he wants to be a vampire but the thing is that he can't become a vampire just by getting bitten and just by getting his blood sucked. He has to form a uh, romantic bond with Nazana and the uh, vice versa as well. Nazana has to form some sort of romantic bond with him as well. Um, but where that, how that works into the opening is if you look at the lyrics and you go on YouTube, you just check out the lyrics, you will see that the lyrics are basically talking about what the show is about um it's talking about um one more bite again you know uh the fig leaves uh his secret what has she done etc etc so the lyrics sync up with um what the show is as a whole but the beautiful thing is and i've already talked about this multiple 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 times is that i love diving in to um diving in and dissecting openings and endings and this is where we're going to start dissecting into the call of the night opening so if you watch the call of the night opening you will see there's a lot of kanji and a lot of you know words written throughout the backgrounds it's the fucking lyrics to the fucking song um which i found which i found to be fucking awesome i think that's a super awesome take um on the opening and i think it's really really fucking well done um number two fucking it's beautifully colored beautifully animated phenomenal so you have the lyrics of the song that are in the opening you have the lyrics of the song that are in the opening obviously not in english um you have Nazuna basically whisking Ko away to show him how great of a night, uh, how great of a time the nightlife is. Um, but there's the little things. There's the little things in this fucking opening that make it fantastic. So, for instance, Ko and um, Ko and Nazuna are in this like dancing room, and Nazuna is teaching him how to dance, just like she's teaching him how to enjoy the nightlife. So the awesome thing is, you don't really notice it till later, but they're dancing in like a dance room. And in most dance rooms, you have mirrors all around um, just to work on your form. So when Nazan is dancing, she doesn't have any reflection in any of the mirrors. But when Ko's dancing, you see his reflection. Little things like that, for me, for me, Little things like that can make or break an anime as a like as a whole. Like I see, like and they do it in the anime as well. So they, these people are know what they know what they fucking doing. Like there's there's the classic fucking tropes of um you know her not being able to see her reflection and like her struggles with her not being able to see her reflection, which I find to be fucking awesome. Um. The fucking part where, like, there's a part where she comes down and she saves him. And, like, 
I'm gonna try to play it if I could get to it. This, this might be it right here. That part right there where it's like, not to you. She fucking busts open her cape. She's upside down. She's ready to fucking save him. And it's just them fucking falling through the sky. She ca she catches them. They're just falling through the sky. Fucking awesome. And then we get to the part where the lyrics are one more bite again. And she has fucking, she opens her mouth and there's like taste. There's taste. I think it's taste or sinful. I forget what it was. I looked it up. I forget what it was though. Um, but the zoom in on her mouth, her mouth is open, ready to fucking bite fucking Ko's neck. And it says sinful or taste in her mouth. And then we cut to her eating an apple. And as she takes a bite of the apple, his fucking neck explodes. Like, just, like, pure fucking genius. Fucking tremendously well done. Again, the little things like that is fucking fantastic. So, they're falling down, they're spiraling, there's the skyscrapers, everything's written in the background. It's fucking beautiful. She takes him off the space. You know, they're enjoying life. And then we get to this part. Where the song kind of just stops and Call of the Night is on a screen. So when I first saw this, I was like, how the fuck is that the opening? How is it a fucking minute opening? And then we get to the part where the cast of the show is literally just watching it. Like, it is literally watching the fucking opening themselves. Basically question, basically going over it and thinking, okay, is this opening good? Is this opening worth the time? Is the opening worth the fucking anime? Um, and then of course, you know, they decide it is, they go back to falling, the fucking, you get the introduction, you get the words on her fucking cape as they go along, you get her biting, and then eventually you get the end credit scene. Call the night opening. Again, it's hard to hit by Creepy Nuts. Creepy Nuts barely fucking misses. Uh, I don't think they've had a song yet that has not missed. Um, now I think a, a vast majority of the people will fucking agree that Call the Night is the best opening of the season. Um, I just think it's just fucking very detailed. The show is very fun, and Nazuna is... Again, she's going to be a top five character. She's going to be a top five character of the season. Not even just a female. She's going to be a top five character of the summer 2022 season, in my opinion. Um, it's going to be... I don't know if it'd be hard to topple her to be best female. Because um, there are a lot of good female characters this season. Um, but she's fucking great. She's fucking great. The show's beautiful. The show's very colorful. Very awesome. Um... And I cannot recommend it enough. She's just, it's just a very, very good anime. Um, and, and I love Sora, Sora uh, Amiyama. Uh, Amamiya, Amiyama. I, I always forget her name. Amamiya, yeah, Sora Amamiya. The fact that she, um, she fucking puts her hair in the same art style or she puts her hair in the same hairstyle as like these characters that um she portrays super fucking awesome 
i.e. Nazuna, Aqua from Konosuba, um, and I think there's a couple others that she's done as well. So definitely recommend checking out Call of the Night. Um, it is on High Dive right now, and you can check it out on High Dive. Check it out on High Dive. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of this episode of the Waifus and Weeaboos podcast. I want to thank everybody um, listening to this episode, our seasonal opening and endings review episode, uh, best openings and endings from the summer 2022 season. Uh, Let's just do a quick recap, if you will, for our top five endings of the season. Coming in at number five was Leakerous Recoil. Coming in at number four was Vermeulen Gold. Number three, uh, My Isekai Life. Coming in at number two is uh, Shine On, Bakudetsu Boys. And coming in at number one was Call of the Night. Call of the Night with a clean sweep for openings and endings this season. But coming in at number five for openings was uh, Shine On, Bakudetsu Boys. Coming in at number five. Coming in at number four was Black Summoner. Number three, Isekai Oji-san. Number two, Yakuza's Guide to Babysitting. And number one, Call of the Night. Um, again, I want to thank you all for listening to this episode of the Waifus and Weeaboos podcast. Make sure to follow me on all the socials, uh, twitch.tv slash one where we are live right now. Um, definitely check out the TikTok as well, one on the TikTok. I do have to upload a couple more new TikToks as well, so definitely check those out. Um, Waifus and Weeaboos on Facebook, Waifus and Weeaboos on uh, Twitter, and of course, NJ Otaku for Tumblr. Uh, all those should be in the description. And if you're looking for the best speakers, stickers, anything at all, uh, anime related to put on your car, your laptop, your notebooks, your fucking hard drive, or not your hard drive, your uh, your computer tower, or like whatever on your walls, check out sukawa.com, promo code SOURCESENSEI1 for 5% off your entire order. And of course, big shout out to the guys uh, over at Geekscape.net. Um, this will be this episode will be live on Geekscape.net uh, either today or the end of tomorrow. I want to say. Um, so, yeah. And on all the streaming platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you're listening to, uh, make sure to hit the subscribe button, and you'll know when I go uh, drop some new episodes as well. Uh, new episodes, I'm going to try to bust out new episodes uh, more often than not. So definitely um, stay tuned for that. I appreciate everybody's support. Uh, as always, it's good to be back. And that is this episode of the Waifus and Weeboos podcast. And we will see you soon. Bye-bye. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 